This is The Young Conservatives, with your hosts, Sean Allen and Judy Allen. This is The Young Conservatives Podcast. Thanks for listening right now. And just so you guys know, if anything sounds a little bit off this episode, it's because my mic is doing something weird, so like, I've got to lean in really close for it to actually hear me. But anyway, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, the Kirk Nettles Agency of Farmers Insurance in West Plains, Missouri. You can go there in person, stop by and see them at 1509 Imperial Center, find them online, or call 417-256-2425. They offer all lines of insurance and financial services in Missouri, but good news if you live in the great country of America. Because you can be protected by life insurance from Kirk Nettles, all in America. Great news, guys. But anyway, yeah, thanks to him and his agency. Today, there will be three things I'm going to talk about. One huge major thing, of course, will be Trump's spending bill and his national emergency declaration. Then I'll also talk about some good news from the state of Utah, good stuff, and then a little bit about Ocasio-Cortez and is she the next Trump, and a little bit on why we shouldn't keep talking about her over and over as conservatives. But anyway, on to the first thing I was talking about, Trump's spending bill and then his subsequent national emergency. Now, Trump signed this bill, it's $1.3 trillion of money, and Trump clearly wasn't happy about it. Uh, as he said, he was unhappy about it. But there was a bit of wall funding in there, which Trump didn't really see as a win. Not a bunch of right-wingers did either. Because it was only $1.3 billion for the wall, which is not how much Trump wanted. He wanted 5.7 in the last deal. So then Trump declares national emergency. But let's take a bit of a look first into what's in this bill. There's nearly $80 billion more in defense spending, a huge amount. Now there's $1.6 billion more to border security um, and a little bit more money to fight opioid the opioid epidemic. And then also there's a lot of money going out to foreign countries, um... I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but it's $5.7 billion, exactly what Trump wanted to the wall, out to foreign countries, like Israel, Ukraine, and so on, all that stuff. Now, I don't know if that was something thrown toward the right to be like, haha, look, you didn't get your wall money. But anyway, that was in there. I don't want to look into this thing too much. But one of the big problems that Senator Rand Paul pointed out, a lot of other people did, no one read this big bill. No one. Well, maybe like two people total. But even a lot of the people voting on it, they were like, yeah, let's get this passed. No shutdown. Let's not even look at it. That's a huge problem. Now, I know Sean was happy because his senator over there in Missouri 
voted against the bill because he said there was some weird little clause in it about illegal immigration only being able to uh, deport certain amounts and then it ends up just being catch and release after that so you can't actually get rid of them I don't I didn't look too much into that but it sounds like there could be a compelling case there to be made but anyway since Trump didn't get his money he declared national emergency to build the wall now Republicans a lot of Republicans came up with this problem with that well Democrats might use it in the future to push their agenda and get it through without Congress without that hassle this might be the thing that allows Democrats to do it now I totally will get where Republicans like Marco Rubio are coming from with this but the thing is Democrats always had the power to do this okay they were always able to and I, I really don't think that they needed a Republican to do it first before they were willing to do it. Now, that's just... It, it doesn't happen with Democrats, okay? They're not like Republicans first, then we could do this. And I really don't think Trump is setting a precedent with this because I don't know if you guys knew this, but 31 currently... 31 national emergencies are active right now. Now, most of them are to discriminate against people of certain countries, okay? So, like, it's harder for them to come in as immigrants, or they have to be, like, wicked qualified for them to be able to come here, which I don't think is entirely immoral, actually. If we had a mostly mostly merit-based system I think it would be much better for us maybe not so much the country's coming from because it would take their best people but our priority is America right so it would be much better for us and our communities in the speech where Trump announced this national emergency he actually didn't stay on the topic of national emergency for too much of it I watched his I believe 50 some minute speech whole thing. He talked a lot about China, um, drugs, and how in China, well, drug dealers, they get the death penalty. Now, he said that kind of as a good thing. I really don't know if that would be or not. I'd just saying on the death penalty. I think the conservatives might see me a bit more liberal on this, though I don't think it is. I'm not pro-death penalty. I'll come out and say that. Now, it's not because I don't think people should be killed for certain crimes. There certainly is stuff where I'm like, people, someone has to die for what they did here. This is insane. But my problem is giving that power to the government, which I know they would gladly take. And if it ever comes to it, they would instantly take the opportunity to, like, just gain power by killing people. Now, I don't even want to give them a foot in the door yet to be able to do this. But that being said, that's why it's a very tough issue. Because I think for some stuff, people should die.
also talked in that speech about how he was having another summit with Kim Jong-un of North Korea, and he addressed kind of the storyline between them that we've talked about. There's, like, not the threats, but the not kind language toward each other. When Donald Trump said fire and fury, unlike the world's ever seen that stuff, North Korea would face it. They would definitely not like it. Not even close. And then calling Kim Jong-un rocket man, Trump was like, yeah, that had to happen for us to be able to end up talking with each other. Which they did in the last summit, they will in the next. I believe they're meeting in Vietnam. Um, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this summit. Maybe they'll talk more in public so we can see really what their discussions are about. We can see how they do with each other. You know, now that I think about it, this little segment of the podcast is kind of like Trump's speech. I started off talking about national emergency, then went into China, drugs, and Kim Jong-un, that stuff. Sean and I are probably going to end up talking more about this whole national emergency situation on our next podcast together. Um, but for now, I think that's about all I've got for you guys on that. Uh, I'll probably even watch the whole thing again, jot down a few notes about it, important key points of things he said, because I haven't actually found key points of it online, which is kind of annoying. But what I will say, CBS, they did what they always do with the State of the Union speeches. They made a three-minute version of that speech. They cut it down. And I think it did a pretty good job representing Trump and what he actually said there. So, good job, CBS. Congratulations. But a thing we should also be congratulatory about, good news over from Utah. Utah, the Utah House of Representatives recently passed a proposal to ban abortions because the fetus has been diagnosed with Down syndrome. So... It's, of course, obviously, is one of the a huge causes of abortion. If it's down, if the baby has Down syndrome, a lot of times they're going to kill the thing, which is horrifying, isn't it? It's like eugenics, but before they're born. The Daily Herald says, quote, The legislation approved Friday would only go into effect if a similar law is upheld in court a provision added to address concerns that it could embroil the state in an expensive lawsuit. Republican Representative Carrie Ann Lisbonby says, too many fetuses with a Down syndrome diagnosis are being aborted, leaving the world without their unique contributions. People with Down syndrome and their families have spoken in favor of the measure. Opponents say the measure's heavy-handed, and it takes complicated personal decisions out of the hands of women and their doctors. The measure passed on a 54-15 to 15 vote and now goes to the Utah Senate. Now, I believe this will most likely get through the Utah Senate as it just, the bill landslide passed in the House, which is great. I mean, it's good to see this. Hopefully it will be a wave throughout the country to protect unborn babies. It's just amazing, right, guys? It's great. 
but unsurprisingly, they're opponents. And these are more sane opponents, it sounds like here. They're like, well, that takes the complicated choice with the mother and the doctor. Yes. Well, I know leftists like to say it's just like at a young, very early into the pregnancy, right? When most abortions happen, even though they push for later and later and later and later, up until birth, even after birth. They say it's just, it's young when most of these happen. But correct me if I'm wrong. In that early stages, you most likely wouldn't be able to detect Down syndrome, right? Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't know much about this. I very well could be wrong. But I don't know. I see this as a good thing because a lot of a lot of Down syndrome little babies get murdered every day because of this insane free abortion world we live in right now. I believe I saw that 90%. Oh, now I'm remembering it. It was a very, very intense video from Steven Crowder, which I've got another video from him to recommend about abortion. But this one, I think he called it 90% or something. 90% is the amount of babies. I don't know if it was just with down syndrome or with other autism aspergers anyway on the spectrum 90% is their chance of being aborted before they're born which is crazy high but coincidentally that same number 90% is their happiness rate the rate at which they feel fulfilled with life and just happy 90% that's insanely high for just for anyone if humans across the board had that high of a rate of happiness that would be amazing like if there was one state even that had that much people would be like whoa a state a state with that much happiness we've all got to go there but no since it's a group of people with a disorder who have this high happiness we just can't have them in our society. It's very similar to Nazi propaganda. They were the useless eaters, right? That's why they euthanized them. Well, this is youth. This is euthanasia itself. Just early forms of it. And watch out. There's going to be later forms of it, too. And when that comes, just pray it doesn't come. If... If they're really pushing for what I think it will come to, from what I've seen some really insane stuff from about, if they're really pushing for euthanasia, you'd better, better be careful. Don't let them take your family. Don't let them kill you if you've got some disorder or something. Just... Hopefully it doesn't have to get to a point where violence has to be employed. Hopefully we can turn this political ship around. Just if it comes to human life that is in danger, well, I think we definitely need to protect 
those who aren't as easily able to protect themselves. Hopefully we will see a shift more like this throughout the country, though Utah is a pretty conservative state with it being mostly Mormon. But I don't know. This could represent a trend, which would be amazing to see if more abortion laws are undone and it makes it harder to just murder for no reason. Little babies. Anyway, speaking of little and babies, we've got Ocasio-Cortez, this lady, crazy lady, who us on the right just really like to put her out there as this crazy kook. You know, even we've done it before. We've been like, look at this insane thing Cortez has said or done. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is insane. Like, all this stuff, okay? Now, I get it. There's a place for that. But I think there's a very big problem with that politically for us. It seems like Cortez, Congresswoman Cortez, could end up being like a left-wing Trump, which we definitely don't want her to be. Because that would be horrible for us, not only politically, but also just trying to live our everyday lives if she ends up becoming president. Because she has a very similar thing to him. She says something that we find outrageous, just like Trump says something the left finds outrageous. Same thing, just different sides of the aisle. And then we're like, look at what Cortez said. Can you believe it? This is insane. She's insane. Which she is. It's true. She's insane. But I see it best to not continuously talk about her. That brings her publicity. And if you watch the original video, when they talk to her on the news about Trump mentioning her beating the guy who held the seat there forever, she's starstruck. She's like, I was a nobody. And now the president mentioned me. Now, sure, she might hate him, but she really likes the publicity. I can tell you that right here, right now. And I'm, I'm not in her brain. I just, I just know she really likes it. You can tell by the way she acts on TV whenever she's in front of a camera. So what we as conservatives need to do, and I will work on this with the podcast. I'm sure Sean will, too not talk about her continuously and how she's insane and how what she does is insane. This very well may be the last time you ever hear me mention Ocasio-Cortez's name because we can't let her get huge, which sadly it seems like that's already happening. You can see conservatives like Ben Shapiro, other mainstream ones, just foaming at the mouth for Cortez. When really, she's a nobody. And I think Trump handled it perfectly well, which is kind of what I'm trying to imitate. Someone asked Trump a question about Cortez. They were like, did you hear? I'll just play a clip right here. Who did? Who cares? So you heard right there that Trump was just like, Ah, 
who cares? Like, Cortez is just a congresswoman over in New York. At the moment, she doesn't affect me as an Indiana resident. If you live in her district, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Get out of there. Like, you don't want her governing over you. You don't want her having power over you. You don't want her having the power to turn your whole area all socialisty and all that. All that horrible stuff. So, in conclusion, final, my final statement on Cortez is that she may be crazy, she may be a kook, but we don't have to talk about her all the time. And it's best if we don't, so then she won't be as public as famous. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Young Conservatives podcast. As always, stay strong, stay conservative, and God bless America.